Live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Today we also have uh, Christina Stoyanova in the studio uh, as well. We've got a really cool show today. You should stick around. Later on, we'll be telling you how to get free HDTV signals. You can cut the cord depending where you live. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's something I've done, and it works amazing. And I'm looking forward to showing how other people can do it as well. We'll also be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions, kind of like your on-air tech support. Or if you need any uh, buying advice, I can say now back to school. It's August, right? It is August. You're officially allowed to talk about back to school now. The kids all just tuned out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right up now, though, we want to talk uh, about some uh, new cell phones hitting the uh, marketplace. On the line right now, we've uh, got Steve Sestouli. He's the senior vice president over at Al- Alcatel. Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Good morning. How's everyone today? Great. Thanks. Uh, we have the opportunity to actually uh, attend uh, a launch event uh, for you folks uh, over in uh, Toronto. We had uh, Christina, one of our correspondents out there. You guys have um, a new line of phones and uh, a tablet coming up. We do. We're uh, announcing or have announced uh, three new products uh, this week, both with Bell and Telus. Very cool. And uh, tell us about the, uh, let's start with the, uh, the, the two phones. Uh, these, uh, you know, from what I've uh, seen in the pictures and stuff, and Christina, you've seen these uh, in person. These are beautiful looking phones. They are. They're gorgeous. Great. So uh, let's, let's start on the uh, Bell side. So with Bell, we're launching our first LTE device from Alcatel in Canada. It's called the Idle 2S. It is a very, very thin device, just about 7.4 millimeters. Uh, this is one of the first times we're bringing the Qualcomm chipset up into the Canadian market, 8926, quad-core uh, processor, beautiful 5-inch HD display on this device, 8-megapixel rear camera, um, value-priced uh, considering the innovation on the 5-inch screen and the fantastic design. So that's product number one for Bell, and uh, that hit the market this week. What kind of price point are we, we looking on that one? So on the 2S, uh, Bell has announced pricing at just under 300 outright. And uh, depending on the national retailer, some are doing $0 on a two-year contract. That's not bad for an LTE phone. You know, a lot of times you can see the, uh, the, you know, the, the cheaper phones, but they don't always have LTE built in, so you don't get the, the fast speed. Exactly. It's the fast speed, and it's also the beautiful design. When you think about 7.4 millimeters thin uh, with over 2,000 milliamp hour battery, you start to say, wow, this is a really great value. And you also have another one, the uh, the OneTouch Idle X. Well, the, the X Plus. So with Bell, we launched the X, and now with TELUS, we're going to be launching an award-winning uh, product from a style design, the Idle X Plus. And so the Idlex Plus is our first true octa-core-based technology. This time, the chipset is from MediaTek. It's the MT6592 octa-core. This one has a 5-inch full HD display, uh, comes with a significant RAM-ROM upgrade from what we've seen in the past. So this is 2 gigabytes of RAM, 16 gigabytes of ROM. By the way, both of these products expandable to 32 gig with a micro SD card. What's neat about the Idlex Plus 13 megapixel rear camera, autofocus. And for people like me who have trouble with uh, taking videos that are not shaky, this one has built-in image stabilization as well. So again, super high capacity battery at around 2,500 milliamp hours, 
and all around 8.1 millimeters thin. Great style, uh, great product, all about the camera. In addition, the X Plus has added an additional amplifier for great sounding audio. That's a plus. Uh, a lot of people are using uh, their smartphones now for streaming audio, whether that's uh, uh, audio or any of these other streaming services uh, that are out there. Christina, you had a chance to actually you know, hold these uh, in your hand. What did you think? They look and feel really sleek. Um, and the Idol X Plus, for example, some of these features um, for the media junkies out there, it's going to be a good purchase. And what kind of price point are we looking at the Idol X Plus, Steve? Um, I'm not sure that we talked about it this week, Christina, but uh, uh, I would say that this one is now coming in at uh, right around 350 outright, and it will be zero on a uh, two-year contract, depending on the location. Can't beat that price. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let's look at the uh, the tablet now uh, as well. Uh, this uh, is also uh, an Android uh, device, uh, and uh, this is launching uh, as well. Okay, so once again, on TELUS side, the Pop-8 tablet, a fantastic 8-inch tablet, that started with design and value in mind from the beginning. So we're going to go with quad core. This is a MediaTek chipset. This has got a 1280 by 800 screen on it. What's interesting about this tablet, extremely small border margins. And so that the eight inch screen really looks like a full eight inch screen in your hand with not a lot of plastic around the edges. And it makes a difference because the in-hand usability is very, very comfortable for, for watching your videos, for communicating on email, etc. What else is interesting about this, very, very thin, very, very light design. This is under 8 millimeters thin and weighs only 325 grams. So when you can put this into your purse or your satchel or your briefcase, very convenient, very stylish product, and it's coming in outright at 240 that's uh, pretty ex- inexpensive for a uh, an eight uh, inch tablet, especially one uh, with with those size dimensions uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Style, design, and price. Um, and again, uh, something I guess important for people too when they're looking at tablets, uh, as far as the uh, the actual guts, you know, the uh, the speed and stuff. Uh, a, a lot of times when you look at some of the more inexpensive tablets, they they kind of uh, scrimp on the uh, the processing power, but this doesn't seem to to do that. No, in the past year, you've looked at some of the very, very inexpensive tablets with single and dual-core technologies. Uh, Table stakes nowadays uh, is clearly in the quad-core space. This particular uh, processor from MediaTek is clocked at 1.3 gig, which is more than enough power, uh, both from a processing and clock uh, CPU point of view, to drive the number of pixels. So it it makes sense when you take a look at the trade-off of processing power to... uh, you know, the number of pixels it has to drive, as well as, you know, over there, this is a connected tablet. This is not just a Wi-Fi. This has got connectivity uh, to the tune of Category 14, which is 21 megabits, of course. Very cool. And, and who would uh, this appeal to? What kind of uh, consumer? So this Pop 8 uh, from TELUS is really geared toward somebody who is a tech pragmatist. Okay, somebody who understands the trade-off between value and technology, and uh, it, it's a college student, 
It's somebody who needs an affordable tablet going to college or university. And it's also a first-time tablet buyer who doesn't want to put a, a more of an extreme investment into some of the higher-end tablets for the exact same user experience. Very, very cool. Uh, where can people find out more information about these, Steve? Well, you can always go to uh, any of the carrier websites, uh, whether it be Bell or Telus. And, of course, uh, AlcatelOneTouch.com uh, will direct you into the appropriate specifications for each of these products. We've got Steve Sestouli on the line talking about the, the new uh, phones and tablet they have coming out uh, this August. want to wish you uh, the best of luck, and uh, I think we're going to be showing these on our uh, Global TV uh, news segment uh, Wednesday uh, at noon as well, so uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thank you very much. Look forward to talking again. Steve Sestouli. When we come back from the break, we are going to be talking about HDTV. Are you looking to cut the cord? Is it possible? What kind of channels will you get if you use an HDTV antenna? We've got all those answers for you when we come back. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Brewer. We've also got uh, Christina Stoyanova in studio today as well. She will be giving us uh, App of the Week later on in the show, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. A lot of people talking about cutting the courts. The way that we get our content now is uh, changing dramatically, especially over the past few years. A lot of us still, though, uh, spending uh, a good chunk of change on uh, cable and uh, satellite to get all our uh, channels. Recently, uh, on our show, we just shot a segment where we uh, actually set up an indoor HD TV antenna at uh, one of the houses here in Vancouver, and we were surprised at the... Uh, the quality and the number of channels that we got. On the line right now, we've got uh, Hank Kasky. He's uh, our friend over at RCA. Thanks for joining us today, Hank. It's good to be here. So uh, I'm actually amazed at how well this uh, this antenna worked, and I can't even explain how this thing looks. It looks like a big square piece of plastic that you basically put on your wall or window, uh, like completely flat. But we were able to draw in all the major broadcasters uh, right here in Vancouver. Well, I'm glad that it worked out well. Uh, tell us uh, about these HDTV antennas. Maybe we can just give a background for uh, uh, the listeners out there. Uh, the major broadcasters are actually broadcasting their signals through the air. That is correct, and they've always been. Um, in fact, what most people don't understand and what you've learned is how good the picture is coming into your home for free. Um, in reality, uh, it's probably the very best picture you're going to get from anyone, except perhaps a Blu-ray player that's in 1080p. People um, and satellite guys have to compress their signal. When they do that, once they get it into your home, they then uh, scale it back up. The picture you get is not as good as what it started out. The broadcaster, he's broadcasting either uncompressed 720p or uncompressed 1080i in high definition getting that content to your home. So if you were watching the Stanley Cup, for instance, on television, you have a large TV, the best picture you're going to have of that is going to be with an antenna, not from a, a provider. So people just are surprised at how good the quality is and the amount of channels, like you learned. Um, because the digital signal doesn't take up as much bandwidth, uh, the broadcast are able to put multiple streams of entertainment in the same amount of space. So... Where you used to get one channel, you can now get two, three, four sometimes. So you're going to get a lot more content, a lot better. Uh, Andy, you uh, actually set up uh, an antenna in your house out yeah. in Surrey. <laughs> and, and what kind of channels are you pulling in? 
Uh, I'm getting basically all the local broadcasters, which is about eight yeah. in, in the Vancouver area. And it's funny because I, I do, like you, live in Surrey. But if I had faced it south, I could get the um, U.S. channels as well. So a little theory I'm going to try to do, because I have a pretty heavy-duty outdoor one that's on the top of my house. Yeah. What I want to do is basically maybe shift it east or west to see if the band will can get both channels or both U.S. and uh, Canadian channels at the same time. That would be the dream for me. I think I'll try it this weekend. <laughs> You've got some free time. Hank, what should people um, look for in their homes uh, to get uh, the best possible reception? Like, where where do they have to be located? Well, you know, I there's actually an, an excellent website that's available to your listeners uh, to help them figure out what channels are available to them, how strong the broadcast signal is, what direction it's being broadcast from. There's a, there's a website called uh, TVFool, and it's www.tvfool.com. They can put in their exact address, and then it shows all of the information the broadcasters provide and the terrain around their homes and so forth, what channels are there, how strong the signals are. It even helps give a recommendation on what kind of an antenna you might need, whether it's indoor or out, an outstanding uh, source that I would recommend people take a look at. You can get it right exactly to your address location or at the postal code, postal code if you prefer a level. Does, and, does, uh, it, does it matter if there's, like, lots of trees around people's homes and that kind of stuff? Yes, it absolutely does. Deciduous trees and trees with leaves are really problems. Uh, kind of construction materials in your home can make a difference on whether it works. If your neighbor's house is taller than yours and they're between you and the broadcaster, potentially it can cause issues. I mean... And all kinds of electrical interference from wiring and, and other types. So there are a lot of things that impact how well an antenna might work for you. But if you've got good signal strength, uh, an antenna will work. And you're going to get just phenomenal quality. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I mean, there's still millions of people that uh, love their cable and satellite. And there's no question it's... It's great if you love the content because you can get so many channels. But a lot of people are cutting the cord. No, I know, Christina, you uh, actually killed your your cable. Yes, I did, and I'm so happy I did. It was such a waste. <laughs> you, you didn't use it? Um, you know what? I don't miss it. I get everything I need from from Netflix and all that. So, but so the one... was it was it a monetary thing? Um, yeah, I just it, there were always errors on my bill, and I got to the point where I was just tired of fighting that battle with my cable provider so i thought you know what i'm i'm gonna try having no cable and try um streaming content on netflix and things like that and tried it for a couple months and loved it and i haven't looked back it's been a couple years now but andy uh you've got it going at your place you you get basically like the big broadcasters like the cbc and global and and what have you you don't get the specialty channels no no and like i'm kind of like christina where for the most part, I can consume content on Netflix, but at the same time, you don't get the local news. And yeah. that was the one thing I was missing out just in the morning to see if there's any traffic or just to have it in the background while you're making breakfast. And that's why I decided to get one of these HD antennas. But because I live so far away and like as Hank was mentioning, I, there's a lot of trees around my house. So I had to go right onto the top. You had to have an and, outdoor antenna. Yes. And I yeah. used the website that he mentioned, tvfool.com. You put your address, and then it'll actually tell you what direction to face the antenna to get what channels, to get certain channels. And it works. What, what trees to cut down? <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's another thing on my to-do list to, uh, to get a better, uh, better signals. So, Hank, what, what kind of prices are we looking at for, like, indoor and outdoor antennas? Well, uh, we, we, we still sell very, very 
rabbit ear antennas that are all the way down uh, a ten dollar price point for instance and then we have indoor antennas that go well over a hundred dollars and they 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 would be omnidirectional antennas antennas designed to receive from all directions uh they have they're very flat in their design like the like the thin film antenna you were describing that you put up yeah and uh, so there's a lot more technology that goes into that than, say, the old rabbit ear antenna that you might have. Are you so noticing? Anywhere from $10 to $120 indoor and outdoor, they could go from perhaps $50 retail to $150 retail, depending upon how big of an antenna you needed. But the, the good news is that's a one-time cost. So you pay that cost, and then there's not a month. And most people, what they watch on Netflix, the majority of what – Folks watch on television, broadcast network stuff, even if they pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Where can people find out more information about uh, your antennas, Hank? Well, we have a brand new website that's going live, actually, within the next couple of weeks. It's called rcaantennas.net, and it's going to have a lot of information there for people. We're going to have some videos that help people know how to hook their antennas up uh, to run the channel scans on their sets. We're going to have frequently asked questions. We're even going to allow people to send a note to our engineers to ask questions if they have a lot. Very cool. Like so I would say rcaantennas.net is the best source. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Hank. Well, it's been my pleasure. I enjoyed talking to you all. That's Hank Kasky. He's uh, the VP of uh, Product Management over at RCA talking about uh, HDTV antennas. What I want to do now is uh, open up the phone lines because we're going to take your tech calls and questions. <laughs> Your on-air tech support, if you will, or if you need buying advice for back-to-school gear, we can help you out with that as well. 604-280-9898. Anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo, Andy Brar here in studio. Also today, Christina Stoyanova. We'll be hearing her app of the week in a little bit. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. Taking your tech calls and questions. Going to jump here to, I think it's Tierra. How are you doing? Hi, what can we do for you? Oh, hi. I just wanted to out the name of um, um, the website that uh, the RCA guy talked about. And he said he found that really useful, but... It wasn't very clear over the uh, over the radio. I wonder if you could just tell me, is that like, was that eFool or .com, or could you spell it out phonetically? Yeah, for sure. Sure. The website's called tvfool.com, so T-V-F-O-O-L.com. And basically, it's a site that you enter your address into it, and it will tell you, based on your location, what HD channels you're going to be able to receive. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. And it will also tell you what kind of direction you want to face your antenna. Because if you're in the lower mainland area, you really want to face it north towards Grouse Mountain. That's where the tower is located. And um, once you do that, you should be able to get uh, channels. Now, if you're at the border or close to the border, you can go and face it south. TVPool.com will also tell you what channels you can get from our U.S. friends as well. It's a it's a fabulous site because once you, Mike, once you do have the antenna, a lot of the problems is what way do you face it? And I had the problem because I was doing this by myself where I'm up on the roof, I angle it, run downstairs, check the <laughs> channel, run back upstairs, and I was like, oh, I need to get that, some help. You know, that's an accident waiting to happen <laughs> exactly. right there, right? Uh, yeah, the, the antenna that we did was an indoor one, uh, omnidirectional, and so you just kind of had to find the best place in the house for it. So basically, it's like a, a flat piece of, 
it looks like plastic, mm-hmm. uh, essentially that you can, um, and it's completely flat, so you can kind of two-way tape it to a wall, you know, best, or a window, or a window. Uh, we actually found a spot right behind the TV, so you didn't even see it. Uh, out of it comes two cables: one, uh, a coax cable that goes right into the TV, uh, and then it had uh, a power cord as well to uh, give power to the amplifier. And so that particular one, I think, worked up to 60 miles away from the broadcast antennas. And that one's different from the one that I have because I have an outdoor one. Yeah. Uh, it's a big, big antenna, but this one's amplified. So it has a micro USB. Po- that's how it's powered through micro USB, yeah. which is what gives it that omnidirectional and a bigger strength. Because by virtue of being indoors, it's going to have a weaker signal because of all the interference of your house and the windows and such. So having it amplified enables it to make sure you get that good signal coming yeah, through. Yeah, so typically um, that will only work on one TV yes. unless you start splitting it, but then there's a whole other bunch of issues there. Uh, also, uh, I mean, it goes right into the TV, so there's no PVR functionality, but I mean, we've been looking at technology that would allow you to do that. Yes, there's two companies that are do- currently doing this. It's basically a PVR for HD signals. So if you're at work and your favorite show is airing and you're not at home, you could actually set a PVR box to watch that show when you get back home. That would work with antennas. That would work with the antenna. And what's really cool about it, I'm going to try it out next week, is you could also watch that content on your mobile device, whether it's a smartphone or a tablet. So that HD signal suddenly gets saved into a hard drive, and then you can access it through the apps, their apps, on your mobile device. Which Do you remember is the names cool. of those things? One's called Tableau, T-A-B-L-O. Yeah. And then the other one is called Simple.TV. And so we're going to kind of do a head-to-head for our television show to see which one's better. I, I guess I should tell you this now. You've been gone this whole week, and um, I wanted to test that antenna out in the office. And Samsung just brought us a new TV, so I kind of created a man cave at the office. Uh, you're, you're gonna, oh, you're I'm coming it. back to a man cave? You're coming back to a man cave. It's Because I, ha- I needed somewhere to How test How big's the TV? 65-inch curved 4K. You got a curved HD. 4K yes. TV in yes. the office? In the office. Do they know they're not getting it back? <laughs> well, once they see this man cave that I built, they're, they're not going to want to give it back. They're going to want to keep it in there. How's the curve? It looks fantastic. Even the controller that's for this television has voice remote, so you can talk to it to get it to change channels as well. It's super high tech. Um, I've got voice remote for my TV. It's called my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it works like a charm, too. No, not really. They're not very good at changing the channels. but uh, So... Uh, 4K as well, so that's the new high-definition TVs. Have you been able to pump any signals through that yet? It's funny. Um, I got the antenna to work with it, and it looks fantastic, but we're having a hard time finding 4K content right now because uh, it's not really out there, and if you do find no, it... No, there's not many broadcasters that are doing 4K. They're just like 1080p. Exactly. So we're trying to. We're still trying to look at because I know all our editors, they want to see what 4K looks like up yeah. close and personal, so uh, we're, we're working on it. So this is in the office now. That is oh, awesome. I have a picture on my phone I should show you. Cool. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, one 399 We're going to jump here to Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, um, got a question for you. Yeah. Um, the, I've heard of, you know, obviously Apple TV and, and, and the Roku and whatever it's called. But I'm kind of lazy. And uh, <laughs> I, is there any way to get a better interface where I want to just go, let's say, switch to the different channels like uh uh, or different shows that I typically watch, and I don't have to sit there and and scroll to comedy, then down to this and that, down to that. And the second question is: Do you see a time where we're, we can just bypass all these crappy channels and get stuff through the internet 
that's live streaming and that we can just tailor our programming um, and obviously save a bunch of money because right now my cable bill's uh, a fortune and uh, uh, I'm getting kind of tired of it. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, so he's asking, are we going to see a time where we can actually kind of more choose our channels and uh, be more specific? Right now when you have a cable or satellite package, you get a bunch of channels. You don't always get to pick you know, exactly which ones you want and don't want. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's happening as we speak. You know, Apple TV you're talking about, um, Xbox uh, 360, Xbox One especially now, the new video game consoles, Sony PlayStation 4. They've got all sorts of streaming services built into them, like the Netflix um, uh, and, you know, other kind of Internet channels uh, as well. And we're going to start seeing, I think, more and more of these as we go. And YouTube is one of the biggest players in this space right now. They're trying to create a whole interface for creating channels so someone like you and i might can create our own channel and build our own fan base and what they're doing is a subscription model so you can pay one dollar a month to subscribe to these youtube channels another thing they're trying to do a lot of is live events they've they've done live concerts as well so within the next five to ten years i think we're going to see that move towards a lot of people cutting the cord and just using the internet basically to get the channels that they want instead of having these bundled packages paying for television shows that they normally don't even watch. They Typically, people watch like maybe five or ten channels yeah. um, all the time. And so as we make that switch, I think that's what we'll see. LG, and I don't know if you remember, we went to the Consumer Electronics Show. They had their televisions with a nice interface that you can interact with the apps and watch live TV at the same time because like the caller was mentioning one of the problems is you have to switch in and then you have to scroll through all the different apps yeah. and for a lot of people they, they want to be able to switch from live TV to apps back and forth yeah you might uh, want to check out the Xbox One I know that they're trying to blend uh, your TV regular TV uh, with uh, the the internet streaming apps as well. Head down to one of the local London Drugs uh, stores there, uh, and you know if uh, you get a chance, see how that kind of all interfaces together. But I think the Xbox One is one of those devices or boxes uh, that is trying to meld, you know, the best of both worlds there uh, at the moment. Um, but you know, the other devices, the Roku and Apple TV, uh, yeah, they're still kind of. I mean, they're excellent uh, for getting your content to. Uh, play on a TV and, and get some of these things like Netflix, but not enough broadcast TV channels through that at the moment. When we come back, more of your questions. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Mike Andy, Christina here in studio today. We're taking your calls and questions. Open line here on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. Anywhere else in Canada, toll free, 1-877-399-9898. Going to jump here to uh, Roger. Hey, Roger. Hello, yeah, I was just saying that I, I have um, a Yagi antenna. I bought it at the television Yagi. I bought it, uh, I think, at X-Cargo for about 20 bucks or 25 bucks. And uh, I, I'm in New Westminster, and I put it on my balcony. I can pick up about 14 channels. Really? 14? 14. That's, yeah. aw- that's awesome. Uh, I think it said 17 on the scanner, but I three of the channels for some just don't come in very good. But I can pick up 14 pretty clear. What, uh, and, kind, of, what kind of channels are you getting? Well, I get mostly American channels. Because in New West Metro, I'm not very high. I do not get up there save on up in the top there. And so I'm, uh, I can pick up mostly, probably most of the channels, are probably about five or six of them are, or maybe the majority of them are American, because you can see the K in front of them, so you know they're American. Yeah. And I don't even know what they are. I know I can pick up KBOS, obviously, because it's close, but yeah. I can pick up a whole bunch more, too. That's, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, and the, the quality is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a talk about PBR. Why don't you, I just got a, 
I got I'm one of these old fashioned guys. I have, I have a, a video tape machine, but I have one that records on disc. You know, you can record rewritable re- disc. Yep. And I re- I'm re- I don't have a PBR, but I, re- I record. I can record uh, right off the air, and and I can uh, I can watch it play at the same time. You know, I can just use a normal old. Instead of the VCR, I can use the, the disc one because the the VCRs those tapes don't last very long. So the disc I can get about thousand plays on one of those discs. So you're you're bridging new new and old together. Yeah, I got I got everything. I even got real real tape recorders, you know. Oh yeah, that is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. I even got some World War II uh, aluminum records. I mean, I'm, I'm an old part when it comes to. I can only imagine your place. <laughs> there must be like a, a museum, eh? Well, not quite like that. And all the museum for radio is out quick. I'm at the fantastic place to go sometime, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you calling in uh, and letting okay. us know. Thank you. Yeah, but they just got. I like the tax cargo sells. Probably lots of other people do too. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Radio Shack does anymore or not. Because you're not allowed to go by all the sorts now. But I don't think they're selling it anymore. Maybe they do. I don't know. Very cool. But, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, there's a few people out there that are sticking up antennas to get uh, the signal. It's kind of like Rabbit Ears 2.0 when yeah. you think about it. Because everybody remembers those, the, you know, getting free channels like the CBC. I remember as a kid, I would be like, wow, it's coming from, like, you know, the air. Yeah. And these now with these uncompressed HD signals, it looks really, really good. And I, I just – it still amazes me that we can do this, that yeah. it's possible. Yeah, it is kind of cool. But, you know, again, to keep in mind – uh, typically, it's kind of the main broadcasters. Uh, if you want any of the specialty channels like HGTV or YTV or stuff like that, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. no. So uh, you, you'd obviously want cable and satellite for that. And, you know, they do have all the other uh, uh, capabilities like uh, PVRs and, and what have you. I know this stuff is coming out for the over-the-air stuff as well, but uh, cable and satellite have it all going right now. That's right, yeah. Going to take another call here, 604-280-9898. We've uh, got Malcolm on the line. Hey, Malcolm. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, can you comment on iCash and how Apple is going to be the biggest bank in the world? iCash. Andy. Well, that's a, that's a good point. There was uh, speculations that Apple is going to try to uh, start up their own currency yeah. called iCash uh, just because they're getting that big. Whether it will happen or not, hard to say. Like We're having that big debate right now for the mobile wallet. You have players like Google who are trying to create the Google Wallet. Then yeah. you have Apple with their Passbook. Then you have Rogers here in Canada announcing their SureTap, where you could basically turn your phone into your own credit card. Yeah, Rogers has set up their own bank. Yeah, so right. they, so they see the, the future. They do see the, the future. And so yeah. we have all these different players trying to get into this, uh, into this space. And, of course, like Malcolm was mentioning, that uh, Apple might come up with their own currency. Well, you look at Apple. They've got probably one of the best user bases for uh, actually purchasing stuff online. Uh, I forget how many hundreds of millions of uh, iTunes accounts they have. That's right. And these are fantastic accounts when it comes to uh, an e-commerce perspective because – uh, these people, I'm one of them, uh, we're conditioned to uh, put our credit cards to them and make purchases, whether those songs, movies, apps, essentially. Well, just think about all the credit card information that Apple has for all the Apple yeah. users out there. It's it's pretty amazing. They understand our purchasing habits really well. Amazon, again, another player in this space. The problem, like what's going on right now, is there's no universal 
type of uh, infrastructure for these mobile wallets. Everyone's trying to create their own. Yeah. And I think that's what's slowing it down from, from being implemented. Like Roger Shurtap uses NFC technology. Yeah. That's not available in iPhones. No, they, just they, Android phones. Just Android. So and that's Blackberry. a problem yeah. right there. And it's, it's frustrating to see that happen because as a consumer, we want to go, like, I don't want to carry my wallet anymore. We have the technology. Just, we need all the players to get along and, and create some kind of standards to move forward. When we come back from the break, App of the Week with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. It's that time on Get Connected each week. App of the Week with Christina. Christina, what do you got? Today I have an app called Blab, B-L-A-B. Blab? Yes. It's really kind of cool, actually. It's an instant messenger app, um, but it uses video messaging. The nice thing about this one is that the other person that you're messaging doesn't need to have the app installed. So you, with most of those instant men- messengers like WhatsApp and whatnot, um, both parties have to have it. In this case, you don't. So it's sort of like a video walkie-talkie. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so what happens? So you got it loaded on your phone. You take a little video message. How do you send it to this other person? So it pulls in all your contacts from your contact list. Um, and then you can select the contact and you hold down their name and record your little video. Once you let go, it automatically sends it to them. But Is how do they receive it though? Um, so it will send through SMS if they don't have it um, so like installed. Yeah. And then they'll get a link to watch it online. And who is this aimed at? Is it like the kids? Well, I don't know. I was thinking it might be even kind of cool. Like if you've got, um, if you're a grandparent and you've got kids or grandkids that are far away, just being able to see them and send them short little messages saying hello, it's kind of nice, right? Yeah, no, that, that I can freak, yeah. freak out your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes the other way too, because yeah. if you're a grandparent who's far away from their grandkids, you want to see their little faces and you're... You're not able to do that on a regular basis. And what platforms is this available on? It's both Android and iOS, so on iPhones and Android devices, and it's free on both. How how do they make money? I don't know, Mike. It's a great question. Sometimes Maybe they pay you to turn it off. Well, you know, like <laughs> it, they try to build that community and yeah. then they try to sell it. I sell think it. Snapchat had a, like a ten billion dollar valuation. Snapchat does. Snapchat. Yeah, my kids. That's all they use. Snapchat. Yeah, that's all all the kids use. And days. I don't understand. I why don't you just use texting? And they're like, no, no. Texting is so yeah, last year. That's so old man, dad. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness. Well, Blab is kind of cool because you get that video component. Yeah, and. Anyone can use it. You don't have to be a Snapchat user. Yeah, and that's a, a lot of the problem with the, these apps is that the other person has to have the app as well. Yeah. And so that always prevents the growth. If people aren't using it, then it doesn't work. So you have to almost like be a salesperson about this app to all your friends to, to get it to work like that. So something like this, it was a good idea. Yeah, definitely. it's great. Yeah. So you, can, you should blab me later on. I will, Andy, for sure. <laughs> so that's blab, B-L-A-B on... And how, how long are the video messages? Uh, it's unlimited. So I could do like a 20-minute little... Um, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> on how that new TV needs to be in my house <laughs> for segments. Yeah, I'm sure Andy's going to sit through that whole 20 I minutes, put Mike. put on it, Mike. So Did... <laughs> <laughs> it that that TV's not going anywhere? 
No, it won't be going anywhere. But uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be a cool little set because we have so much home entertainment products. Yeah. Um, and usually we have to film them at your house all the time. So now we can actually do it. And you never see them again. And then you never see them again. So this time <laughs> we can actually see it. Because I'm testing them, Andy. Yes. You do some long-term testing, I must say. Well, you know, I'm all about the science, right? Yeah. Science yeah. comes first. That's right. <laughs> I want to thank all the uh, folks that helped put the show together, the entire Get Connected team, Get Connected TV as well, and the radio folks. We've got Luke on the controls today. Thank you. And also uh, Christina for App of the Week and joining us uh, to talk about uh, the Alcatel launch in Toronto. And, of course, Andy Brar, my co-host and producer. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off for Get Connected. We will see you again next week.